You are Locked On Lakers. Your daily Los Angeles Lakers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Locked On Lakers for Tuesday. Brian Kamenetsky here. No Andy uh, today. He is uh, he's he's not here. Uh, but we should have him back uh, tomorrow, probably. So uh, you'll you'll get all the all the analysis because it has been a crazy first day of free agency all over the map for the Lakers and Lakers fans. Uh, a lot to break down with the guys that they signed, and a lot to talk about with the guy that they let go. And um, both are really really important. So we'll do that um, over the course of the show. Try to answer some of your questions as well about what happened on the first day of free agency, what might be coming because, uh, you know, some interesting names flew off the board today, but still some others that are there that could be uh, potentially linked to the Lakers already are potentially linked to the Lakers. want to let you know first that uh, today's show is brought to you by rock auto, amazing selection, reliably, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them locked on sent you. All right. So, Look, the good stuff, I like all four of the signings that the Lakers made today. They all make sense. Um, we'll get to all of them. Wayne Ellington, Kent Bazemore, uh, Dwight Howard, Trevor Ariza. All, as, I, as being reported now, one-year deals. All uh, I, I, that would indicate for the minimum. And so on that, I got no problems. So we're going to start there, but... You got to keep in mind everything that we're going to talk about in this show until we get to that point is is also framed by losing Alex Caruso to Chicago, and that was a deal that went down this afternoon. Um, Nine million a year essentially for Caruso to go join the Bulls. There are some details to be worked out. Maybe the Lakers get a trade exception back, depending on how all this uh, gets put together in the end. But ultimately, it does look like right now, at least that Alex Caruso is out the door for nothing. Nothing comes back. Um, and the market, meanwhile, uh, as a sign-and-trade to move Dennis Schroeder doesn't seem to be particularly robust either. Some uh, some tough days to be Dennis Schroeder's agent um, as a lot of the, the potential places where he could have gone dried up real fast, including uh, as Monday night came to a close, News and reporting that Spencer Dinwiddie might end up in Washington as part of a sign and trade that might actually reroute Kyle Kuzma and Montrez Harrell to Brooklyn. So that is something that's been talked about um, and has been out there for a couple of days, but it, as a possibility, it looks like it may be happening. Ultimately, the impact on the Lakers there would be potentially closing off options to uh, to, to move Schroeder. I'd be lying if I said I understood all of it, but that's where things are right now. Um, it doesn't look yet like anything is coming back for those guys. So let's start with what they did right, because I am uh, deeply disturbed by the Caruso news. We're going to want to talk about it for a, a while in the in the next segment, but it is important to I think start with the good stuff. Um, it it was a good day in a lot of ways. The Lakers, four guys only apparently interested in signing former Lakers. All four of those guys, as you probably figured out by now, all played for the Lakers at one point or another, which is weird uh, to say the least, but that's where we are. And all four bring something that the Lakers can use. We'll start with Wayne Ellington. 
this is a, a again a one year deal presumably. This fills a need. What do the Lakers need? Shooting in the wake of the Russell Westbrook trade. Wayne Ellington is a shooter. He is a respected floor spacer. He is a guy with legitimate gravity, not somebody who just uh, can can nail a three pointer, and he can. But he's somebody who can actually um, do that while moving defenses around. They respect the 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 shooting ability of Wayne Ellington. So either he's going to get a ton of wide open looks playing with Russell Westbrook and uh, LeBron James, and you know any double teams that come into the post with Anthony Davis, whatever it might be, or he's going to uh, draw defenders out and open up lanes for LeBron and AD and Westbrook to attack the basket. Both of those things are good. Both of them will probably happen. Ellington shot 42% last year. Um, in Detroit playing with significantly less talent around him than he's going to have in LA. Um, he's a 38% career free throw shooter. I'm sorry, three point shooter. So, you know, he could play, he played about 22, 23 minutes a game last year in Detroit. He could play significantly more, uh, certainly significantly more important minutes, um, depending on the floor combinations that Frank Vogel goes with, um, even down the stretch of games. Um, a lot of this comes down to defense. Ellington is not a particularly good defender. Um, he is no longer somebody you could even really think about putting on uh, wing players in that way. He really is a shooting guard who can guard other guards um, or less active, less offensively important small forwards, I guess. Um, he'll also be 34 uh, around Thanksgiving. So Ellington is not a younger player, and this is something that is going to become a theme here as we go through all the guys the Lakers are bringing in. But overall, it is very difficult to complain about Ellington. He's somebody that Andy and I pointed to frequently as a potential target for the Lakers and that the that they jumped on him quickly and apparently seem, and again, a lot of details still let, yet to come out on these things, that the Lakers seem to get him without being able to, without having to use any of their uh, veterans mid-level exception is actually a really good deal for them. So, you know, you you have a shooter with gravity now on the roster. Good move there. The next one I think that that is also super interesting to Lakers fans is the return for the third time of Dwight Howard. Multiple reports have him coming back for a third tour of duty with L.A. This is another really solid pickup for the Lakers. Um, let's just presume right now Mark Gasol is still here next year. Um, he could retire, but he is one of the few players under contract for the Lakers. A little over $4 million, um, I believe, or $2.4 I think it is. Um, $4 million total of the contract. Somebody else can look that up. Um, but if Gasol returns, that does provide the Lakers with a little bit of optionality in their center rotation. Um, Gasol, obviously, more of a floor spreader and... Dwight, the more down low guy, the more traditional rim protector. Gasol is a different kind of rim protector. Both of them excellent defenders still at this point in their career. Um, Dwight, the Lakers really missed Dwight's, they missed his rim protection, although I think it was overrated. The, the, the shot blocking part of this, the Lakers had an excellent defense last year. Their rim protection was still very good. The shot blocking wasn't. That's different, but that's you know, not the be-all, end-all of defense, obviously. I actually think where the Lakers missed Dwight most was on the other end. And, you know, the two or three or four times a game where he would get an easy dunk, an easy layup, and all that stuff. And what he's going to find, particularly in minutes that he plays with Russell Westbrook, Westbrook is a guy who makes centers look good. 
um, the the relentless pressure that he puts on defenses, getting into the lane, doing all that stuff, dropping the ball off to Dwight Howard in the dunker spot is going to be a great deal for the Lakers. Um, we're going to see some some of those lobs and hopefully, you know, two or three or four possessions a game where the Lakers get easy points that they didn't get last year. They really needed a vertical threat, and even at age 36, um, that Dwight is turning before Christmas, so older than Wayne Ellington. Even at 36, even with a little bit of losing a step last year in, in uh, Philadelphia relative to what he did in L.A. the year before that in the title season, Howard is still a, an excellent backup center. So great signing again, one that made a lot of sense one that we talked about. So, um, all right. So I'll, I'll keep going through the, the two other guys the Lakers brought in, um, both of whom I think make sense. Both signings I like, and then we're going to get to the tough stuff because the loss of Alex Caruso is a big deal and it undercuts a lot of the good that the Lakers did today. So we'll do that next. Uh, first, I want to tell you that today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. I am not a car guy, but over time, I've learned there are a few things I can safely handle on my own. I figured it out. You know, you see somebody do it, you see it on the internet, whatever it might be. And some stuff's just not that hard. But I still don't like walking into a store and having some guy kind of shake my confidence, tell me I need this part over that part, or uh, try to try to kind of confuse me, whatever it might be. Chain stores, they get different. Uh, price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers and rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and they are reliably low 20 30 even 50 percent lower than chain stores or a new car dealership they have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps motor oil even new carpet so go to rockauto.com right now see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there how did you hear about us box of the note that we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com all right, so before we get to Caruso and what happened on Monday with that, let's let's finish up on the good stuff, the things that the Lakers did in terms of bringing in players uh, to put around the big three of Westbrook and LeBron and Anthony Davis. Another name, again, all four former Lakers, Trevor Ariza comes back. He is a very, very, very veteran presence in the front court. Um, I think people still think of Trevor as a three and D guy. He really is more just the D as opposed to this point, as opposed to the three. He's always been, I think, uh, a pretty ordinary three-point shooter. Um, if he shot 34, 35, 36% this year, that would be good. Um, and that's about all he can do now offensively is shoot the three. He can, though, still guard bigs up front. You know, he is a, still a very good defender in that way, not quite as versatile as he used to be. Um, when, you know, when he was a younger guy on the, you know, the title Lakers teams running around chasing dudes all over the place, any position, anywhere. He can't do that anymore, but he can still guard guys um, who are in that, you know, power forward position, you know, or maybe perhaps less active bigs on the wing. It's a good pickup. He's a guy who will help the Lakers defensively. He gives Frank Vogel some options. Uh, Ariza played pretty well with the Heat last year, but he's also 30 six years old he turned 36 in june so there's a limit as to i think probably how much you can lean on him uh to do certain things so again 34 for ellington uh basically 36 for dwight 36 for trevor ariza and that brings us to the young man of the group kent bazemore 
former Laker, 32 years old. So that's a, at least an improvement. He's the youngest of the bunch by a fair amount. I like this signing. He's a decent floor spacer, um, shot 30, 38% in Sacramento a couple years ago, over 40% this year um, with the uh, the Warriors. He is not traditionally been a great shooter over the course of his career, but he has been a pretty active defender, and he's a guy who the Lakers can put, I, I think, I think they think he is at least a something of a replacement on a def- on the defensive level for Caruso. Um, I don't think he is statistically. He doesn't seem to be that. But overall, I think you know this is a solid signing that would have made a lot more sense had the Lakers done that in conjunction with keeping Alex Caruso. I gotta be honest with you. Not that I generally lie, but I got to be honest. I I am angrier about the Caruso thing than I thought I would be. Um, I I have been saying it's not because I'm wrong. Um, I've been saying most of this time that we've been getting ready for free agency on the podcast, uh, talking with Andy, answering questions on YouTube, answering questions on on Twitter, whatever it might be. I I thought as long as as nobody made a crazy offer for Alex Caruso. That the Lakers would bring him back, and what he went to with the Bulls was not crazy. Sam, and Sam Amick of the Athletic has some great reporting about this. It was a a four year deal worth about nine million dollars a year, slightly more than that. And the Lakers, according to Sam Amick at the Athletic, made no real effort to counter that. And I got to be, I was shocked. I was shocked that the Lakers let Caruso go right now, at least for nothing, and most likely if. If they are able to engineer some sort of sign and trade, it brings a trade exception or whatever might be back, which is not nothing, but it's also not a human being and it's not a good return on Alex Caruso. I just, I, I, it is such horrible asset management. Even if you think Caruso is overrated or could be replaced, and by the way, they are wrong. They, you know, Kent Bay is more perfectly good player deep into your rotation, a guy who is certainly a capable defender. Alex Caruso, by most measurements of, of the, all the wonks have about who's good defensively and how much impact somebody has and all that stuff, Alex Caruso rates out as one of the elite backcourt defenders in the NBA. And you go back through the last couple seasons, his his production with LeBron James on the floor, those two guys, the on-off, no, the 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 two-man floor combinations with those two are bonkers. And the Lakers just let him walk. What I don't understand, I do understand why, but I don't understand if you understand what I mean. How you can make the Westbrook deal and then suddenly decide to get cheap kind of boggles my mind. You're going, taking this gigantic swing with bringing in Westbrook and it is a huge one. And I get that. I don't, how you could do that without the understanding of it's going to cost us more because we need to keep Caruso. We need to keep Taylor Horton Tucker. We haven't gotten there yet. The Lakers no no real news on that on Monday. But it's like you you if you're going to make the Westbrook trade, you do it because it's an all-in move. It's not even one that I I I I love yet, 
you've heard us talk about it on the show. I'm still got a lot of things about that trade that I don't particularly like. You know, it's fascinating. There's some things that Russ is going to make the Lakers really good at, and there's some stuff that I I don't know how it's going to work. But one of the things that made it work was the idea that in the fourth quarters, you could protect Westbrook defensively by putting Caruso next to him and still, you know, taking away a lot of the responsibility he has an offensive player, which hopefully would have helped him develop into a better three-point shooter, um, have less to do, just stand there, play defense, and and stand there and make shots, try to make three-pointers. It doesn't do a lot of good to mitigate the strain on LeBron offensively by bringing in Westbrook. And you, you're you doing that because the second unit's going to operate better with Westbrook as the point guard. You're going to get production that way. on you know Throughout the regular season, at least, you're going to be able to use Westbrook more with the first unit, the starters, and let LeBron rest a little bit, not have so much responsibility. But it doesn't do a whole lot of good if throughout that process you're undercutting some of the things that you're gaining on offense by making LeBron's life much harder on defense. And while the Lakers brought in Ariza, and while the Lakers brought in um, Bazemore and stuff, they could have done all of that stuff and kept Caruso. The reason they didn't, it looks like, is because they did not want to pay him and they have the, the luxury tax bill that goes along with it. Far be it for me to spend somebody else's money, but it is difficult to say that you are all in on winning. And this franchise is worth multiple billions of dollars. It's hard to say that you're all in on winning when you make a decision like this to let Caruso go. Um, he is going to be missed. He, he is not replaceable on the free agent market. Ken, Kent Bazemore is not that guy. Um, Trevor Reza doesn't make that better. There is nobody out there who can replace what Caruso does. And I, you know, some people are looking at always, he was bad in the Phoenix series and he isn't, hasn't developed as a shooter and all that. And all of that, I, I, I'm not going to argue with you, but you're looking at the wrong end of the floor. The value that Caruso has always brought to the Lakers is on defense. He is an elite defender by any measurement that people seem to have for that side of the floor. And you just, don't replace that. And especially for $9 million a year, which is a contract that can be moved so easily in the NBA now for a, a reasonably young player entering his prime and you know has, has a distinct and easy to recognize value around the league. That's not a lot of money. That's an easy contract to move. And I just, it, 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 it it boggles the mind that the Lakers would let him go for nothing. It's and it's either because they just don't value what he does, as as our friend Darius Soriano at Forum Blue and Gold pointed out, or, which they'd be wrong, or they got cheap, which is also wrong. Either way, it's wrong. Uh, it is a really, really bad move and one that I'm having a lot of trouble uh, dealing with. I just think it, it is a really bad move. Uh, it's not one that doesn't mean they can't win because they were going to be they were going to be excellent before they acquired Russell Westbrook. They're going to be excellent after they were going to be excellent with Alex Caruso and without. But the difference is, if you're going all in, you really need to go all in. And why undercut yourself in one of the few things that the Lakers could like really had in their control 
was paying Caruso and it didn't wasn't going to cost him 15 million or 16 million a year. It was costing them the exact market value that at the very least they should have anticipated him getting. Um, so I uh I I love I love all four signings. Great uses of the the veterans minimum. If you look uh our our friend uh Tim underscore NBA Cranjus McBasketball has some of the the expected values of that up on his Twitter feed, and the Lakers are getting good value with all of those guys. But man, this Caruso thing is tough. So, um, all right, uh, we'll have plenty more to talk about that over the course of the week. Um, certainly, as things develop, uh, you know whether or not there is more to those deals, something else that's coming. Um, but anyway. So uh, more to talk about. Some other names flew off the board that were interesting for the Lakers. Talk about that and take a couple questions from the mailbag, and we'll do all that next. want to tell you, though, first that uh, Lock on Lakers is brought to you by Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season, it's in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs. Whether it's baseball, uh, you know, UFC, MMA, you can bet on that stuff. So before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop, mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines. This is your chance to get in the game as teams get ready in baseball for the stretch run. Uh, head over to the website, use your mobile device, sign up today, receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use that code Locked On though as a promo code. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Um, a couple other things that happened today that I thought were interesting on Monday. Um, Oh, by the way, it's worth noting too. It's not just the loss of Caruso. You have to combine. Uh, com- it's compounded by um, they they shipped out Kuzma and KCP, and so a lot of that defense structure of that defense that has been so good for the last couple of years is gone. Maybe you replace that with Ariza. You add Dwight back in. You add uh, Bazemore, who's a capable defender, and you can recreate some of that stuff. But um, a lot of uncertainty now. Um, and I hadn't even mentioned, like, I hate the idea, too, of basically the entire team is going to be making either $40 million or $2 million and whatever THT gets. Um, so there's just the, the the future flexibility for the Lakers in terms of being able to make trades. Is I God, I hate everything about this. Um, so hopefully it turns out to be better as more news develops. Um, but right now, as you can tell, I really don't like it just the principle of this is bugging the bleep out of me and so uh that's where i am uh, a couple other things that 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 are interesting to lakers fans not that lonzo ball was a particularly good uh odds prospect to somehow end up on the lakers but you know lakers fans were interested in that he ended up in chicago very quickly once uh 301 rolled around on the west coast um so he's going to end up with the Bulls playing with Alex Caruso, what should be a really, really good defensive backcourt. One name that I liked that I was at least I thought was at least possible for the Lakers, certainly a big injury risk, but uh, an excellent player and would have filled a lot of needs for the Lakers as a guy who could play with those finishing units, LeBron, uh, AD, and um, Westbrook would have been Otto Porter Jr., I thought it was at least there was a chance the Lakers could sign him for less. And in that sense, I was right because he apparently signed a minimum as uh, reports have him going to Golden State on a minimum deal, having turned down 
uh, larger contracts. So I wonder how deep the Lakers got into that or if they were ever really a player there. I could understand why they wouldn't want to offer him one of their, uh, you know, part or all of their large exception just because I think he's, you know, he's played about 90 games in the last couple seasons, two or three seasons. He is a major injury risk, but he's an excellent three-point shooter and an excellent defender who would have fit in with those finishing units. Lakers are presumo- are, are uh, reportedly pursuing Patty Mills to be the backup uh, point guard. That would be a, another way to improve their shooting. Um, doesn't necessarily help them down the stretch of games, but it would help them as uh, in terms of what they're doing from a uh, from the second unit, another very capable point guard, and another guy who can stretch the floor. So, you know, the Lakers got better shooting the ball with Ellington. Uh, Baysmore, if the last couple seasons are where he is now, certainly helps them a little bit from the perimeter, makes up at the very least, fills in the same gaps that, that Kuzma KCP were at, um, gets some of that shooting back. Um, take a couple quick questions from the mailbag. Start with this one from Redondo Mike at OG Jordan's 85. Will the entire team exercise their senior discount at Denny's? Uh, this is an old group, and they got older today. To, you know, when you let Caruso go, um, you get older. They traded away a lot of their younger players. Presumably, they're going to bring back a guy like Wes Matthews, who's deep into his 30s. Like this is an old team. It's you know, it's 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 old guys in THT. Um, it's another thing I don't like about Caruso going. How they manage minutes, it's not just managing minutes of the big three. You got to manage these other guys too. Uh, and when you have 10 of them who are all in their mid to, you know, mid to late 30s, um, it just there's a lot going on here that is uh, that is difficult. And, and it's it's going to be hard for the Lakers to navigate. And you also have to hope that they just you don't get kind of the natural um breakdown that players have whether it's physically whether it's just guys just not being able to perform quite at the level that they've been at over the last couple seasons or whatever it might be yeah this is an old old team um you know again tht presumably if he comes back a in in his prime ad and everybody else well over 30 here's another good one this from the don cast at metal hoops head surprise shooter hasn't been signed by another team yet no no, I'm not. Um, you know, Andy and I, I think, actually talked about this going into the weekend that Schroeder was a prime candidate to be squeezed in that way. Somebody is always left um, kind of high and dry as the carousel goes. And, you know, the idea that that Schroeder was going to get a hundred and something million as he was looking for, you know, said he wanted heading into the offseason, having turned down $84 million from the Lakers during the year, he's not getting anything close to that. Um, I'm not terribly surprised. Once I saw that Mike Conley was going to get set up for about $20 million, the idea that Schroeder was going to get the money he was looking for seemed almost impossible. Uh, Dinwiddie, Spencer Dinwiddie's looking at about $20 million, um, supposedly. And that, he's another guy who's seen as just a better player than Schroeder and, and at the very least an easier guy to, to have around. And so, no, I'm not particularly surprised that Schroeder isn't finding that the market is there. Um, but at the same time, you know, it, 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 it's hard to figure out exactly what that means for the Lakers as they try to put something together where maybe they can get some value for him because, the, you know, teams still have their large exceptions perhaps or whatever it might be. 
And the lower that number gets, if nobody needs to pay him 15 or 16 million to keep him and you can sign him into your, your large exception or whatever it is, it require it doesn't require a trade partner. Teams can just do that. Maybe you end up with a trade, but you know, the, the idea that the Lakers are going to sign, you know, sort of magically develop value by signing and trading Dennis Schroeder as part of this is just not realistic. It could happen, but it's not something that, uh, that I think um, that you can, that you can count on. Uh, Tom Tolman asks, uh, the end game in terms of how these Lakers ads fit into the rotation that makes sense, or is it just X Laker redux, uh, for, uh, throwing the pieces against the wall and try to make them fit later. I think there's, there's always a little bit of that when you assemble a team with nothing but veterans, minimum guys, like you are kind of cobbling stuff together because, you know, year to year, there's a ton of turnover with that. And if they play well, they almost can't come back. And if they don't play particularly well, then maybe you have a shot. But now you have, a, you know, the, just the rules on one year players are tricky. Um, I do think, you know, you look at it as guys who can provide versatility for Frank Vogel. You can you could close games with Trevor Reza, who started power forward for the Heat last year. You can close games theoretically with Kent Bazemore. You know, there there's stuff that you can do. Dwight's not going to close games. Uh, particularly frequently, but Wayne Ellington could, you know, depending on who else they go get or whatever, you know, who you're playing against. Um, there is, I think, some rhyme or reason there in terms of skill sets and stuff like that. Um, but how it all fits together, still don't know. The Lakers still will need a backup point guard. Again, they're looking at Patty Mills. There are other names that are out there. Uh, THT presumably still is going to be coming back. I'd be shocked at this point. Of course, I was surprised with Caruso, but I'd be really surprised if they let THT walk um at this point but you don't know um we'll see where the the large exception goes maybe that's somebody like rudy gay who is obviously a name that we've thrown around and it very obviously could finish games for them carmelo anthony seems very inevitable to end up as a laker so the lakers are still going to fill out this roster it's going to be a good one they're going to be very talented they're going to be very old but they're going to be very talented and it's none of this is to say that what happened on Monday undercuts the season or under, it's, that's stupid. Obviously not. But man, the one thing that they didn't get right on Monday is a big deal. And that's letting Alex Caruso go and how they fill that out and fill that void is going to be something worth watching. All right. Um, that's it. Uh, Andy back tomorrow, uh, both of us throughout the week as free agency continues and we get a real feel for what this Lakers group is going to look like. Make sure you subscribe to Locked on Lakers on YouTube as well, and we'll see everybody next time.